Welcome to episode 12 of Reach For More. I'm your host, Veronica Summer, and you have come to the place to feel amazing about yourself, be more balanced, and love your life. Visit summertalent.com for personal mentorings, guided meditations, body-mind workshops, and to become a member of the Rising Star membership. Today's topic is, your soul is not in your body. Last night in my meditation, which I sometimes just like to do in the middle of the night, especially now when the world is a little upside down and I can completely embrace my true creative self that loves to stay up all night, I had a thought, which you shouldn't when meditating, but sometimes things just come to you, and I followed this one because it was interesting. So many people think that they actually have more power and control than they actually do. Now, I know this doesn't sound like anything new, but follow me with this because I promise I will make a good point. By being able to have freedom, by going to work and going outside and doing what we do all day, it gives people the feeling of power and control. Although that is not true, but they feel they do. They feel they have power over their life and their surroundings. By being able to move around, many feel that their emotions are more under control, although they actually don't have them under control, and the daily surroundings are just a distraction from them not being in control. Many also always have an excuse for being stressed or being in a bad mood all the time because they can blame it on everything that is happening around them and happening in their lives. But now, right now in this situation where we are in together, there is nobody to blame. So what is the reason for the bad mood? Well, now it's the lockdown's fault. It's the government's fault. It's the other person's fault that is driving us crazy. And now with this quarantine we are experiencing, many people feel like that privilege of them having everything under control is being taken away from them. Although nothing has been taken away, they actually are just coming to realize that they never had that control. And that makes some people even more furious, even more out of balance, even more angry. And those who are frustrated and angry and have such a hard time accepting the situation right now, I believe simply can't accept the fact that they never had control over some or many things in their life. Some things we can control, our actions, our thoughts, our decisions, what we attract into our lives. Some things we can't, what happens in our surroundings, what happens in the world, what problems we encounter every day, what challenges we're faced with several times in our day. And that still hasn't changed. We're still facing challenges we can't control, but they're just different. And now it's so easy to blame this lockdown for our feelings. And when we start to actually realize that the root of of those problems, that our surroundings are actually just triggering something within us and not causing that thing, then we can really start to open to healing. But so many of us have a really hard time with that realization. And I asked myself, why? 
why is it so hard for us to come to realization over certain root problems? Fear, yes, of course, fear is one thing. We don't like to look at our deepest inner self. But there was also another thing that came to my mind. Perception. The perception of ourselves that won't even allow us to think of the possibility of realization, that won't even allow us to think that the problem is on the inside and not on the outside, is also probably a reason why it is so hard. And then I asked myself, what is it with our perception? And The thing is that humans believe that everything belongs to them. And not just materialistic things, but emotional and spiritual things. People believe that the planet belongs to them. That if they buy something, it is theirs because they paid for it. Without actually thinking about who made it. Who put what kind of love or sacrifice into that product. And we believe that just because we pay the amount that was considered fair for this thing, that it is okay. And some people believe that other people belong to them. And I'm not talking about the obvious human trafficking or abusive spouse type. I'm talking about people that want to change others to ease their own fears by making them believe in their fears too. And that could simply be your boss or a friend. So many of us have this perception of everything is within us. It is the body-mind-soul connection we know, and our mind, our strength, our happiness, joy, fear, all the emotions, everything. And coming to today's topic, most importantly, our soul, we believe to be within us. And this might sound very spiritual, but that is what this podcast is for to share our true inner thoughts. So I'm sitting in my meditation and my inner guide or the universe or whatever, you know, if you have a meditation practice, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you just, you get answers. And that voice said, no, it is the other way around. Our body, this body on this planet is a part of our soul. It is a reflection of our soul and we're here to heal that part of our soul to experience the highest possible joy with this body in this world. Our body is a part of our soul. And if you practice yoga and are aware of uh, chakras and the connection with the crown chakra above your head that is believed to be the connection to the universe... And uh, if you've heard of aura and the, the colors of aura around us, then, you, you know, this is probably something that is not um, that new to you. And I think that many of these practices aim to help people find a connection with their soul. And they're so powerful for true body, mind, soul connection. And come from the same principle, even if it is not that obvious. And... If we think about that for a moment, that we are actually a part of something stronger and more powerful, powerful in a, in a loving way, than only this body, and that not everything has to come from within us, that 
changes our perception completely and gives us so much security and comfort and a feeling of being protected and loved and also lets us understand better how we treat our body and our emotions and how we show up. Everything we let out in in a bad way, I'm not talking about letting go, but everything that we project on others or project onto the outside, we do not only let it out, but we let it also out in our own souls, in our own surroundings, in our own aura. And those are the things that will get back to us. We created it. I believe that we think, we believe when we build anger and let it out on someone, then we feel that it's gone and we feel relieved, although we're actually just creating more of it. And let me say something here, even if we might be able to justify it, because someone else was mean to us earlier, and that is why we think it's okay to be angry now too. Um, Even then, quite frankly, in the end, it was our decision to let it in and make it a part of our souls too. We made it a part of our surroundings. It's not that, you know, when you think about this typical, what goes around comes around, it's not like it goes out and it goes really far away. And then in five years, it comes back from that very far place. No, because it's actually here. It's, it's around us. It's in our, in our surroundings that if we understand that, that our body is a part of that as well, then we understand where all of this goes <laughs> and what, what what the energy is that I very often talk about in my um, in my classes and in my guides. So we also have the choice to choose what we let in. And believe me, I know what I'm talking about. I know that there are things that happen that hurt you physically, mentally, really bad things, people, life events that just happen to you and are there and you can't do anything about it. I know that. But at one point you can make that decision if you wanted to let it be a part of you. Because if you let it stay on the inside and don't make an effort to break through it and resolve it and let it go by forgiving that person. That's where, you know, forgiveness comes in and uh, forgiving that event and are hoping for somebody else to take it away from you in whatever way, by seeking security and support from someone else or by letting that anger out on someone else. It is still within you. And you have the power to choose what you want to leave, what you want to leave inside of you and just let it flourish and what you actually want to process, what you want to process with the power of your soul. And if you understand that your soul is bigger than just something little within you, it will be much easier for you to have the strength to process things. When we understand that, we understand why it is so important to take care of our bodies, why if we're kind to others, we're actually being kind to ourselves, why when we are mean to others, we are being mean to ourselves, why if we feed our negative thoughts with more fear instead of trying to resolve them, it slowly grows in and around us, why whatever we do comes around one day because it actually never went away. It is 
always close to us. It's always in our soul around us. It is always here. But we believe it to not be through distraction. And the situation of us being locked up in our homes right now, isn't it just a reflection of us being overwhelmed with all of the things that our modern life expects from us, that we don't have time or we feel that we don't have time and we don't take this time to actually resolve these inner issues, resolve things that happen to us or within us that are somehow always there, but we don't seem to have the perception to find them and to work through them. And that we get these feelings of, of not being able to breathe, the, the anxiety, stress, and the depression that lies so heavy on our chest. Our worries and, and fears that we think is caused by the outside world and that it has nothing to do with us. And now so many of us are sitting locked up in their houses feeling even more of those things, thinking it was caused once again by the outside world. Instead of looking on the inside and asking themselves, what is it that I have been carrying around with me? Why this situation can be so overwhelming for many of us right now is exactly because we are not looking at what we're carrying around with ourselves. And this also is nothing individual. Of course, our own problems and our things are something individual, but this, this entire situation, this is something that we are in together. We are all a part of this life, this life we live in this world. And, uh, the problems that we're talking about, especially, especially in our Western world is getting wound up in, in stress and anxiety. I think in other parts of the world, it's, it's the fear of surviving. But in our Western world, we get wound up in, in this stress and anxiety and want to distract ourselves from what is going on on the inside. Distracting ourselves, stimulating ourselves with impressions all the time. Being outside, doing things, having our phones and our computers and people. And I was, I was just thinking, maybe it is just a reflection, a reflection of what many of us are feeling anyway, and also such a beautiful chance to heal that, to resolve those inner issues and let them go. Maybe we can look at all of this right now as a time to really find inner peace and calmness. Now, listen, I know these are hard times and they're causing additional fear and that is very difficult for many people. And of course, that fear and anxiety is real. We're dealing with a virus that we don't know how to treat and it is scary. What I'm trying to say, though, is that I believe that many mistake their feelings and believe that all of their anxiety and stress is caused by only this one thing. And that is what we have to look at. Now, I really thought that this is just something so important I have to talk about today. And might be a little spiritual, but quite frankly, the most important thing right now for so many of us is healing, well-being, and self-care. And that should be our number one priority right now.
because so many of us can't do anything in the world. But we can start changing things by changing on the inside. And well-being also starts with helping others if we if we can. If we have the the possibilities and strength, then we can do it. And if we understand that we have the chance to change our perception about how we see ourselves, we have huge potential for healing in these times. Let me take this just a little bit further, a little bit. Let's say we work through these inner issues and try to live that centered conscious life. That is amazing. Great. That is also something that is really, really, really hard when you experience a lot of bad things. Let's just call it bad, bad things, bad people, bad events. It is extremely difficult to not get angry and not want to cause the same bad for that other person. And that is just human and it's okay to react that way. But as I said, in a second step, we can always choose if we want to make this a part of ourselves or if we don't want to. And that is what is challenging. But if you have a daily spiritual practice, or let's just call it a daily practice, if you're, if you say I'm not a spiritual person, okay? If you just have a daily practice of self-love and well-being and self-care, you can train yourself to make that decision easier. Let me give you an example. And to loosen up the mood, because I'm being very serious today, <laughs> let's talk about something that everybody loves. Um, dogs. Okay. Yeah. I think, I guess most people like dogs. So if a dog poops on the street, you most probably don't care. If a dog poops in your garden, then how do you feel about it? Do you know why you feel about it that way? Because you have the feeling that it is your responsibility to clean that poop away. And that is where your anger and frustration comes from. But if you don't feel that it is your responsibility and you simply think, oh, poor dog, didn't know better, it won't make you angry and you will clean it away and keep your garden nice and clean and just don't let that dog into your garden anymore. What we emotionally very often do is, ah, uh, you pooped in my garden. Well, I am going to go and poop in your garden too, or even better, if we self-sabotage, we will go poop in our own garden next to the dog and fight about whose poop's bigger. So, <laughs> what it is that you can do to truly find balance is simple. As I said, is have a daily practice where you choose to be kind and understanding and not make it about you like the dog poop, it's about you, it's your garden, it's the dog that pooped in your garden, it has nothing to do with you. Poor dog couldn't hold it back, didn't know what to do, pooped in your garden. And you know, you've probably been in situations where you've pooped in other people's gardens too. And if they reacted with frustration and anger, it wasn't helpful for either them or you. So having that, that daily practice of training yourself of being kind and being understanding and not making it about you makes the situation much easier because then your priority is keeping your garden clean and not being angry with the other person. And you can do that with 
so many things in life, with so many bad things that can happen to you in life, even this situation, if you feel anxious about this situation, if you feel that it is, it is driving you crazy to be stuck at home, you can make it your priority to keep your garden nice. And currently, currently I'm working with a lot of people that are dealing with anxiety and fear. And I notice with some of them, when I check a checkup after a week or two and ask them how they're doing, that they say, ah, well, you know, up and down, which is normal because ups and downs are normal and you can't expect everything to change within a week. So um, it is nothing that surprises me. But then I ask, have you been doing your daily practices we talked about? And they say, yeah, I tried on Monday, but you know, ah, it's, it's not like that will change the world. Yes, yes, it will. Yes, it will change your world. And by changing your world, you change the world because you are a part of this world. And that is something that belongs to you. So this takes us back to our understanding of who we are and our perception. It takes some time, like everything. You can't learn everything within an hour, but it is surprising how fast a practice can actually change your body and your mind. And how if you understand that you are a part of something, that you gain so much more power and so much more strength to work through those inner blocks. And gratitude, for example, is something that is so easy, not overly spiritual, and can be though, if you, if you wish, it can be something very spiritual. And it is simply about being thankful for what you have and something that every single human being on this planet can practice. Gratefulness. Even if you're not that spiritual person. This morning, I read in an article in the Greater Good magazine from Berkeley, written 2017 by Joel Long and Joshua Brown. Quote, um, not quote yet. They did a study with people, um, with people practicing gratefulness. So quote, about three months after the psychotherapy sessions began, we took some of the people who wrote gratitude letters and compared them with those who didn't do any writing. We wanted to know if their brains were processing information differently. We used an MRI scanner to measure brain activity while people from each group did a pay-it-forward task. In that task, the individuals were regularly given a small amount of money by a nice person called the benefactor. This benefactor only asked that they pass the money on to someone if they felt grateful. Our participants then decided how much of the money, if any, to pass on to a worthy cause. And we did, in fact, donate that money to local charity. We wanted to distinguish donations motivated by gratitude from donations driven by other motivations, like feelings of guilt or obligation. So we asked the participants to rate how grateful they felt toward the benefactor and how much they wanted to help each charitable cause, as well as how guilty they would feel if they didn't help. We also gave them questionnaires to measure how grateful they are in their lives in general. We found that across participants, when people felt more grateful, their brain activity was distinct from brain activity related to guilt and the desire to help cause. 
More specifically, we found that people who are generally more grateful gave more money to cause. They showed greater neural sensitivity in the medical prefrontal cortex, a brain area associated with learning and decision-making. This suggests that people who are more grateful are also more attentive to how they express gratitude. More interestingly, when we compared those who wrote the gratitude letters with those who didn't, the gratitude letter writers showed greater activation in the medical prefrontal cortex when they experienced gratitude in the MRI scanner. This is striking as this effect was found three months after the letter writing began. This indicates that simply expressing gratitude may have lasting effects on the brain. While not conclusive, this finding suggests that practicing gratitude may help train the brain to be more sensitive to the experience of gratitude down the line, and this could contribute to improved mental health over time. End of quote. So, not just only on a spiritual level, but also on a physical level, expressing gratitude can have a lasting effect. And now you might be thinking, well, if I would get money from someone, I would be grateful too. But peeps, man, that's not the point. There is so much in your life that you can be grateful for. It is just your decision if you want to express it or not. It is as simple as that. Do you want to sit down every day, dedicate five minutes of your time, and write down everything you are grateful for? Every breath you take, every tree you see, every sunshine that hits your face, sunlight, every bite you take, everything you drink, every move you make. I'm talking in songs again, like last time. Um, <laughs> every breath you take. Yeah, I know. Um, and, you know, for, for those that get so stuck in their fear and anxiety that they are not even able to feel grateful anymore, especially those have to simply try every day and know that it's true. I have been there. I know what it feels like. I know what it does to you. I know how difficult it can be. I know when all you have inside is when you're filled with frustration or anger or restlessness and you feel that you cannot wrap your mind around it. Let me tell you something, you won't be able to. It is not your mind that you have to wrap. It is a simple practice you have to do. And I have been through several difficult traumas in my life. And no matter how little a day, it does change things and they change faster than you think. Maybe not in a day and maybe not in a week, but it doesn't take seven years. And you don't have to feel like you need to do so much. Just wake up in the morning, write down 10 things you're grateful for, and it will automatically have an effect on your mind and body and your soul and everything in your life. Even if you don't feel like it, even if it feels unnatural, do it anyway. Have that little bite of discipline and do it anyway, and it will get easier. And the more you do it, the more you can deepen your practice and do longer and more extensive practices you can do. And those are the things that, that I share with my, with my members. So maybe this week we will just try to be a little bit more grateful as a starter. I am 
so thankful that you tuned in today. Thank you for showing up for yourself, spending your precious time with me. Have a great week. Lots of love.